I'm Grace Eubank. And I'm Ryan Beck. We are married, and we think we might even love each other. So now, we're putting our marriage to the test with a podcast. We are answering all the questions that lead to love. This is Falling in Love with My Wife. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> I like how you start the episode with we're back. Well, we're back again. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we teased on last week's episode, this week is the most terrible memory that you can remember fun yes last week was most treasured we actually got a lot of nice emails about people sharing their most treasured memories yeah and uh well like a tear i think everybody like listeners us included uh don't like the question right and so therefore aren't going to like the question this week so we have to think of like a tier of memories Mm -hmm. right and so there are a lot of nice memories that people wrote in and also i'll tell you this i'm going to tease this grace all right we forgot to air grievances last episode which is what probably why it felt weird but also no one seems to have noticed or emailed us about it but i got a double dip this week (laughs) i can't wait to air these grievances i I got a good one too i know you do because i just did it yes (laughs) um all right let's look at the emails great that sounds great Here's one from Boomer. He was talking about, uh, well, he agreed with us that he said that to retroactively assign importance to moments is pointless because it could be trounced at any time. Let me say real quick, I got to jump in here. I love the way that Boomer emails because he uses such uh, nice language. I know. Trounced? Are you kidding? Great syntax. Love it. And he said, I think a better question would be better to share happy memories from different parts of your life. And he talks about a lovely memory that um, I shared with him uh, during like a big friend reunion and just dancing and having a great time, which is also one of my treasured memories. Mm-hmm. Not treasured enough to list last week, but Ooh. I didn't list the Blues winning the Stanley Cup, which is on top of everything. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot. You forget. You forget how nice right. your life can be. Right. Which brings us to Corey's email because mm-hmm. she said that she has a tear and also the memory of a goldfish. So she's not going to remember a lot of things. <laughs> right. But one of them was that her son, when her, when her son first said, I love you. Which but is she's so like, sweet. I don't remember the specifics of this, but I know it happened and it was treasured. Because yeah. we worked really hard for it. And I'm like, yeah, that's how good memories are. They're blurry. They're messy. You don't know, but you appreciate it. Right. And I think that's a lot of it. It's like, I don't exactly remember the specifics, but I remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And then Julianne emailed us and she said, I don't think you guys are dense because you're two of the smartest people I know. Thank you so much. Uh, but she said that we circled around the answer and got tripped up on the syntax of the question itself, which, is, yes, very true. She said, it was lovely to talk about all these things that made you feel happy or calm or excited when you think of them. But then you negate it and cut it down because it wasn't the most treasured. And that made me sad. So that is very true where we... We made Julianne sad. We made Julianne That's sad. That's all I got out of that. Which is our most terrible memory. And what a great episode this has been. Thank you so much for listening. Um, well, we should jump in. We should jump in and, and read our, or discuss our most terrible memories. Yeah. Are you excited about this? Um, I've been, no. I got a backlog. I'm wow, like, really? I mean, I've been taking notes. I always think about bad things. Yeah. Exclusively. Yeah. It's like, a. I think it's anxiety and uh, undiagnosed mental disorders. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty sure I'm on like every spectrum of every kind. Yeah. All at once. Just a touch of this, a touch of that. Little dabs, like, you know, the way you just like an everything bagel. Yeah. Of uh, despair. I just had an everything bagel. Yes, you did. Um, Okay. So do you have, you want to kick us off with one? No, apparently you have a long list. So you go first. I have a few things, but here's really what I wanted to discuss with terrible memories is that there, I also think it's a tear, Mm -hmm. right? 
And there are several types because there's lots of things that happen in life that are bad. There's like definitely some stuff that we're not going to share on the podcast. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff that is like silly, but still really bothers you. And that's terrible. And then there's other things that are like uh, in the, I guess would say like embarrassment camp. Yeah. Things that are embarrassing are they are burned into my mind. Absolutely. Burned in, singed. Like this is like, I think... More so than love in your life and more so than happiness and like anything. I think embarrassing moments really shape who you are. Yes. I think those things really like your personality is just like going down the street and then something embarrassing happens and it just completely changes your course. Yeah. You're like unless you have no. Uh, well, I guess it would change your course to be like a total monster and can just really lean mm-hmm. into being like, well, you know what? I'm going to be mean to everybody now. Or you're just like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I have to change. I have to change something about what I did or what I what I think. Yeah. So here's one. And okay. this is so stupid. Okay. This is so stupid, but it is burned in. And it is a terrible memory because I don't even understand why I remember this. Okay. There was a group project in middle school. I do not know what class. I do not know what the project was about. <laughs> I do not know who was in my group. But I know that the roles were assigned to either like do all the work or present it. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted to do was present it because I was like, this is my moment. I get to get up in front of the class. I'll deliver the shit out of this thing. And so I'm telling my group, I'm so excited. And you know how I get when I'm excited. I'm like really pumped up. And I kept repeating over and over, I want to presentate because the girl... The, the teacher woman was like, "It's a. It might have been a man. I don't remember any of this. Everything's gray except for how embarrassing I felt when because I was using the wrong word over and over again. Because they said presentation, presentation, presentation. So I was like, I want to presentate. That's the verb. Presentate. I'm gonna presentate. I'm gonna presentate the the, the project to everybody. Great, but I'm gonna presentate. I want to presentate this. And and then just some kid, I don't remember who it was, just goes present. And I was like devastated oh and i remember that so i felt so stupid in that moment i felt so embarrassed i felt just so bad i was seen as the dummy (laughs) for which i felt that i was and it reaffirmed that i've like oh gosh I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, that's horrible. It felt so You've bad. You've told me that story before and it like it just is so painful because I know the exact feeling that you felt wanted, in that moment, I, uh, especially as like probably like a what, like middle schooler, you said? Something yeah. Like that. And also like, you know, from middle school, like I moved around school so much. Yeah. So this was like, there's so much going on there. Ugh, too much. One time a girl made fun of me for wearing the same hoodie all the time. And I'm like, we're all 13. We all do this. Don't you come with me for this. Um, One time I fell down the middle school steps, (laughs) um, like feet first. So like I slid down on my butt Uh because it was like rainy. And I just like my feet came in front of me and I just slid down. And this is not a terrible memory because there's a pack of girls watching me and I slid down the steps. And it was like (laughs) pretty... Uh, graceful actually mm-hmm. because it, like look it looked like almost i did it on purpose because then i just popped up at the end of the steps and walked right into the boys locker room because <laughs> i had gym class you know and i was like oh that was kind of cool that was like, like a rather little strut a- yeah it was like a little acrobatic yeah. it was like i was showing off so that's i didn't so feel embarrassed funny. in that moment but i do remember that as something that's really funny. falling down the steps obviously not a great memory but not wasn't that bad yeah do you have do you have anything from 
Do you have, do you have any middle school ones? Um, not that I can like m- pick off the top of my head. I, but I do. I get embarrassed kind of easily, and I show it very easily. So like someone in the next room can get embarrassed, and I will flush. Like I, <laughs> it, there's no hiding it when I get embarrassed. Well, do you have any embarrassing things that you wrote down? I mean, I know you came with like a list. This is one of the first time where I, I uh, told you the question before we started. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't. I didn't make a long list. I actually just thought of like two things, and they were kind of more on the serious side. But oh, they are. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I guess we can get into those because I don't have any more funny ones. I don't think. No. No, I don't mean terrible is like such a terrible, is such a big word. I know. Terrible is not like uh, embarrassing, you know, yeah. but I feel like that. Like, well, no, I think it. there's something about embarrassment that, you know, like it just like kind of eats at like a part of your stomach. Like it's like this yeah. like feeling of eating away at you. Yeah. And even when you were talking about that, I was like, I felt. You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. And it it's hurts. terrible. And yeah. It's, and it's a bummer. And um, it just like it just like eats away at like little parts of you. It's like your self confidence, and like yeah. you start to doubt yourself for any reason. It's like, oh, I just got excited about uh, present presenting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's very cute, though. Uh, it's, uh, it's such it just it like hurts my spine. Like, uh, it I know. Up my back. I know that feeling. Yeah. Here's one that um, here's retroactively. I can't speak sometimes. I think I just throw W's in. I don't know what I'm doing. What did you throw a W? I said retroactively. You did? Like I'm Elmer Fudd. Huh. Is that the right guy? I don't know. So recently, here's here's something you told me. Mm-hmm. You told me that I talk too loud on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> because we're in a quarantine situation mm-hmm. where everything's done from the house. And you said that I talk too loud on the phone and I pace around and You're I scream. You're talking quieter now. I'm talking quieter now. I have to be conscious about it because I get excited and I start saying words wrong. And then, you know, that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. But I was on the phone with my brother the other day and I've been trying to actively not talk as loud on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that. And everyone that I've talked to on the phone since trying to make this change in my life has said, what's wrong? (laughs) What's going on? Are you okay?" And now my phone calls are longer and sadder because I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm not okay. I'm just talking. This is just I'm just talking a normal volume. You're that's not a normal volume. What you're doing right now, and so yeah, people are gonna ask what's okay. You just have to have like a happy medium. What you do, happy medium. If I'm not loud, I sound sad. Well, no, it's because you were uh, changing your tone of everything when you were talking like this. If you talk lower, you sound sexy. No, you just talk a little bit quieter. How do you talk quieter? Okay, you just did it. This? Yeah. This is loud. Yeah, but then just do that a little bit quieter. This is loud. Yeah, just... I don't know how to speak. (laughs) Apparently not. I can't... What you do on the phone, though, is you pace the house. Yes. You walk through every single room, no matter who might be in those rooms. You mean you. Me, mainly. Uh, And you're just shouting. But no matter where you are in the house... I can hear your whole conversation. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that I feel that my phone calls are important, okay? Well, it's just, what was also funny is that the other day we were on the phone, you were on the phone with somebody like sitting right next to me, and then after you got off the phone, <laughs> you were still speaking in your phone voice, and it was so loud. I'm sure that our neighbors can hear every single That's one fine. of your conversations. We were on the phone with the financial guy. Oh, yeah. We're doing our retirement savings. Right. So then we hung up the phone and I was like, I think that went pretty well, or whatever <laughs> yeah. I said. Yeah. Just as if I were the speakerphone. 
Well, I, I don't know. Do you want to share your terrible memories? Sure. I feel like a real downer after it's, presentation. It's not going to um, be a downer. It's, these are these are important things. Yeah. These are... Okay. So I have like two different ones. The first one I think is like kind of a one that a lot of people re- will relate to. But the is night, it death? No, oh. it's not. Is um the night Donald Trump was elected. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that was a terrible feeling. That was a very... Uh, I don't think I've, I've felt like fear of that kind in my, my entire life in that yeah. same way. Yeah. Where it's like I there's been fear of like the unknown where it's like kind of more exciting. Mm-hmm. And this was like not an exciting fear. Yeah. This was like a I know really bad things are going to happen because of this. Yeah. And it was also like the upsetting knowledge that like people uh would okay around, that behavior yeah, like and around like, me and who I presumably knew yeah. would support something that was so, so opposite of four, my yeah, He was so beliefs. gross four years ago, the things he was saying yeah. and doing and saying about families in the, the military and saying about the immigrants and saying all this crazy stuff. And yeah. now it's in action. 200,000 people die and people are still going to vote for him. Right. So are you kidding me? So that was a really terrible memory. I just I have a vivid uh, memory of crying in bed. Yeah, I remember um, but that. We were staying up to watch. We were like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. That is a terrible memory. And it's a terrible feeling because there's so much emotion wrapped up in it. Yeah. It was I have like, the memory of lying in bed and crying and being like, oh, no, we're going to have to wake up with this tomorrow. So that was didn't a terrible. feel real. Yeah. It still doesn't. It, I was just yeah. like, this is a TV show host who has, says racist things out loud. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. And it's not to be political. He's a bad person. Right. I don't care that, like, there are so many different policies things. This is a bad person. Why are you voting for a bad person? That's obviously a bad person. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I truly don't get it. So. Yeah, there are many people whose, like, policies we disagree with, but, you know, you can at least kind of understand maybe where they're coming from a little bit. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's a bad, there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, uh, kind of, kind of a shit. Mm-hmm. Or like that uh, guy seems a little underhanded, and then there's like a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like there's there's degrees to things. Yeah, there's nuance. It's out the window. Um, but yeah, that was a bad one. I feel mm-hmm. like that night especially was like the first time that a lot of um millennials uh prayed in like ten years. They're like, oh, yeah. I forgot you could talk to God. You know, right? Like I got to do this more often. Yeah, <laughs> looks like I've been sleeping on this one. Right. So yeah, um, that's a pretty terrible memory. Okay, so then my other one, yes, is death related, um, is when my friend Nick died. Oh, I was going to bring this one up, but I thought this was one of the things you didn't want to mention on the podcast. No, I'm okay with mentioning this one. I mean, I had dealt with death in my life previously, but they were less surprises. They're old people. Yeah. Like old my people are supposed to die. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but that's what happens to old people. Right. Yeah. So when it wasn't a, a surprise, person. and this was like absolutely i mean he was uh in his late 20s mm-hmm. out of nowhere wasn't sick wasn't you know it was just really blindsiding mm-hmm. so yeah. that was uh finding out that was like a really difficult thing there was difficult for a lot of reasons when you found out because you weren't in a place that you necessarily felt comfortable at the time 
I think you feel comfortable because you were visiting my parents. We were yeah. in Missouri. So well, you're, you, maybe the tw- second or third time you'd ever been there. No, it was, I had been there a bunch, but like it was at least five or six, but it was in the middle of our like Christmas celebration and (laughs) we were like opening presents and I got a text from a good friend of mine um, saying, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Which is just like the most alarming thing to receive. Um, And I just hadn't gotten the news yet. Um, So I said, I don't know what's going on. Like, can I like, or what's going on and she said okay get to a quiet place and call me and Mm. so I called her and she told me that it was that he had died and it was sudden and there wasn't a lot of news yet Mm -hmm. um and that it was like medical related not an accident Mm -hmm. um and so that was like it's really hard yeah, that was really difficult. It's the shock of it. It's the um, not knowing what happened. It's the right. like, then you get to, you know, parts of reality set in. I've had experienced many similar things, like peers of mine dying that I was really close with and uh, people I looked up to and different things like that. But nothing that was like super sudden in that way. Like a fr- uh, really good friend of mine from high school died of cancer. And it was like, well, he has cancer, you know, and it's like you see you see someone get worse and then you kind of start to emotionally brace for it It doesn't mean it's less painful, but it's just like a different um, kind of emotional ramp up to a situation like that. And um, I this is one of my also one of my terrible memories, because I feel so emotionally connected to you and your well-being, which is why we get in fights when I say, like, what's wrong? (laughs) You know, I just keep asking you what's wrong until we fight about me asking you that. Um, but like, I want you to be happy. And so we're, you know, we're opening presents upstairs and then you like leave the room for a little bit and then you're not, you haven't come back yet. It's weird. So I go down and I check on you and I open the door and, uh, you're like on the far side of the room and you're, and you're like on your knees, doubled over sobbing tears that. I don't think I'd ever heard you s- cry in this way. I see you cry all the time. <laughs> I am a that's crier. Just, I mean, that's I'm crying just, right now. Yeah, but this is like a sad cry that you're experiencing. Yeah. This was like a full-on sob. And I have that image burned in my mind. And that's ranks on my terrible memory tier. Because it's like I can't do anything here. Yeah. And so when I... But there's also like a beauty to it. Because I felt good that i figured out how to be there for you (laughs) by not doing anything and that's a a good uh emotional growth and a good thing that a partner does because like the worst thing i could do in that moment (laughs) was be like hey what's wrong i just got on the floor with you and eventually you told me what's up and it's just like that's what's yeah it's really that was a really uh, emotional day yeah yeah um <laughs> uh. it's okay i know it still sucks it still really sucks and i think you know we were talking last time about um most treasured memories and a lot of that tear of mine have him in it mm-hmm. and our thing <laughs> 
Sure, I'll stop it. Okay, so before we took a break, you were describing <laughs> things that you and Nick would like to do together that were yeah. some of your most treasured memories. Yeah, so a lot of my, or among that TR, I had to take a cry break just mm-hmm. to be clear. <laughs> um, Which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, we went to concerts a lot together. We both love pop music. And um, we kind of, anytime a tour was announced, we would be like, okay, these are the dates we're going. And he often like brought me to stuff that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of, but we always had like just such a great time together. Um, So the best one (laughs) was uh, we saw Katy Perry together in, um, in New Jersey and, we had gotten floor seats and it was really like he he had sprung for that. Usually like I would make sure that we got like the top tier or whatever, but he every single time was like, Oh, I upgraded our tickets and would put us on the floor like that. (laughs) Um, So we got like these really cool floor seats for way too much money for Katy Perry. Um, And, then one day, like a week before the concert or something, he texted me and he said, so I got us up against the stage. And oh my God. Uh, I was like, what? Like, did you buy new tickets? Like, what did you do? And he said, well, I went on Ticketmaster and I found, I saw that there were two open. <laughs> and like, he said that I, because um, we were in the center and he was like, oh, she needs to, my friend broke her ankle and she needs to be on an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> so he got us up against the stage because it was an aisle seat uh, by lying. Oh so uh, did you hobble your way in? No, because it was like <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Ticketmaster person on the phone didn't care. They weren't there. Uh, but it was just like such a funny and special thing that he did. And then we were like right against the stage, like 10 feet from her. And it yeah. was so cool. That's cool. Um, so that was a lot of stuff we did. And then I think what made it harder um after he passed was that like we there were things on my calendar Mm -hmm. that I was gonna do with him um and that I would like see like come and go Mm -hmm. that were hard to think about yeah um that rehashes all the emotions right it's, it's really sad and also you know especially when you share like music with someone that's one of those things that like now you hear that and it's like, well, yeah, he's the first person you think about when you hear this song, this mm-hmm. song, this song. And it's like those memories are, are really music's one of those things. that's like really close. Right. And we saw a lot of shows together, like on Broadway and stuff like that. We saw Color Purple together with his mom, his lovely mom. Um, and he was like my first friend in New York City um, because we interned together and like the very first day he just like walked up to me and was like okay like I just started talking and I was I like oh it. I guess we're friends now um, yeah, great. and it was great and he's just like the most generous generous he was the most generous ha, friend ha, ha. <laughs> I know. wrong word how embarrassing <laughs> what a terrible memory ha, ha. yeah generous friend um, and I remember one of my first memories with him is going uh this was like right when Book of Mormon like started. Yeah. And we like went and tried to rush tickets like during previews. And Good he just luck. like Yeah, and he just like dragged me along and of course it didn't happen. But 
Um, that was a memory. See, these are like nice memories that are connected to my most terrible or one of my most terrible memories. Uh, but oh, I also did my first podcast with him. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, is that still out there? I th- believe it is. Um, this is a great podcast. It's so good. Yeah. I got lots of friends to listen to it. Um, Do you want to plug it? Yeah. It's called Three Day Rental. And it's like a, got like a Blockbuster logo, right? Yeah. So Three Day Rental was Nick Jareffy and Patty Devery. Patty is a lovely, lovely human being. Um, and so they would watch movies from like the early 2000s, like teen movies. and Movies you would have rented from Blockbuster. Exactly. Um, back in the early 2000s, late 90s. You know, like that real teen genre. Mm-hmm. And like analyzing with the tropes and just like talk about trivia. And it was so yeah. great. And so I came on one week as like the special guest expert for Josie and the Pussycats which I've maybe seen 40,000 times it's good it's so good and I was obsessed with it in middle school and beyond but I that was one of the most fun experiences I had and that I was really nervous about it but I came in with like uh like eight pages of handwritten notes (laughs) and I it just like saw what our different styles were where like I had eight pages of handwritten notes and he just like knew pop culture trivia. Yeah, like, he just had a coffee. He, he was just like an encyclopedia <laughs> of knowledge. Right. And that was the kind of thing where he would um, like he was so busy all the time. And yet he saw every single reality show. He saw every single like Shondaland show mm-hmm. and like knew every single character and uh, every actor and like their life history like knew everything mm-hmm. i was like how did like that came out yesterday how are you caught up <laughs> so uh, that was part of him and i mean he worked in casting and so i think another part of that loss is that you know like the bigger loss to the world where his big thing which he before he even worked in casting was really about giving visibility to people who weren't usually looked at for Mm. casting. So he really championed older women for roles, which um, I think is a huge loss for them as well. Yeah, that's really important. I think it's important. And it's also good to have like someone who's both good at their job, but also motivated to make like a positive change. Right. So. So that's... That's um, a terrible memory. It was a terrible memory. You know, after all of the crying and all of the <laughs> emotion that we've been through today, it's yeah. hard for me to now transition into airing these grievances <laughs> I was so excited to be- to air. Because now it just feels like bullying. No, I'm fine. I mean, I think the reason it's so sad is because it was so happy. It is. But I also feel like I've done a poor job this episode of being a good husband because I listed that like I felt good about when your friend died because I figured out not to do anything <laughs> and how I could just be there for you. No, but you were you I made it better. I just immediately complimented myself though. You did, however, it, it it was exactly what I needed in that moment. Well, it's a ter- What I was trying to express in that was that it's a terrible memory for me too because you were in pain. But there's also a nice memory there because I like really actually felt like i'm doing everything i can for grace right now yeah and and there's something when you're in a relationship and i'm probably but that's probably true about when you're a parent too when you're when you know that you you're doing ex- everything you can for a person and and it's like it's right that's a good feeling yeah and so you were having these terrible terrible feelings and i was empathizing with you but i was also like 
really happy that I could be there for you in that moment that was clearly, even before I knew what was going on, a pivotal moment in your life. Right. And so there was, I had a mix of emotions in, inside of me that were r- ranged different than yours. Um, that's all I was trying to express. There. Yeah. Not that I, but it, it, I feel like it came off wrong. No, I understand. And you were there for me in the way, exact way I needed it at yeah. that moment. And you've done that for me too. And that's really, uh, that's really sweet. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to roast you with my uh, uh, airing of my grievances. Are you ready for this? Or do you have any more terrible memories? I feel like, man, that was such a downer. I don't, it, of course it's a downer. It's called the terrible memories. I know. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I, I'll share some, I'm sure, throughout the next 20 questions that we have <laughs> on this, this thing. Um, but the talking in the normal volume, we actually covered that already. That was like one of the grievances. I was going to make fun of you for how much you've been drinking in quarantine. Oh, yeah. But that's just one drink a day. Maybe. Maybe. One drink yeah. A day. But you just when you when you do have a drink, you make an announcement. I'm having a drink. <laughs> right. And then you'll pour like one shot of gin into an entire like a big a big <laughs> cup of, of limeade and it's like yeah. that's not a drink honey you just put a little bit of gin right in this, <laughs> this juice um, yeah but here's my here it is here's my grievance all right when you get money in the mail via check you do not deposit it right away and it is still sitting right here you have 14 dollars from uh some kind of rebate thing is it still sitting right there it yeah that's the trash from it that I forgot to throw away. That's the tr- well. There you go. Okay. <laughs> did you deposit your fourteen dollars? Yes, check? I did. You get frustrated with me because I don't do it uh, mobily, but I have been burned by that before. Where snap a picture, fourteen dollars in your account, boom. I know, but mine just never works. I've been burned before. It's twenty twenty. You got a new phone. You got. I know. I tried it with that, and it would not work. I don't believe you. The last three checks I've tried, it hasn't worked. Well. Either way, you still take forever to deposit money, whereas like $14, that's inc- that's an, uh, a small fortune to come in the mail out of nowhere. What was it from? It was from TD Bank Overdraft Litigation. Um, class action, Class baby. action. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. $14. That's I know. A, that's a huge settlement for a class action. I know it is. I once got like a $2.63 from like Naked Juice for some reason. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how, <laughs> what horrible thing went into a bottle of juice that you got $2.63 out of it. Yeah, it was one of these things where it was like, hey, have you ever bought Naked Juice? If so, you could you could put your name on here. And I was like, yeah, I bought Naked Juice. Oh my gosh. What did they put in the juice? I think it was that they said like there was like more strawberries than there actually were or something. Oh, at least it's not like, whoops, we accidentally juiced a rat. <laughs> right. One lady in Iowa yeah. got a rat juice and now everybody gets $2. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me your, give me your. Um, the grievance? Yeah. Your grievance. All right. So here I am sleeping in bed. It's like a little bit of like a gray rainy morning, nice and dark in the room. <laughs> 7.30 a.m., your alarm goes off. You nowhere to be found. You had gone in the middle of the night into the other room to sleep separately for whatever reason. I so you could star fresh out. Legs and I got to get up and sleep in the other bed because yeah. otherwise I'll kick you and the dog out of the bed and wake you up and make you mad. Yeah, instead you woke me up and made me mad by leaving your alarm on for 7:30 in the morning. I unplugged the clock by mistake yesterday and when I fixed it, I accidentally turned the alarm on. 
All right. Well, to which I say I am sorry. And that I see you and I love you <laughs> and I appreciate you. And I'm really happy that you did get up when you did because now it is raining and the dog got a walk. Yeah, I took her for a really long walk so that I could not be as mad that I was awake. <laughs> and look, it worked. I know. It Looks did like work. everything's coming up, Ryan. Ugh, that was not the point of that grievance. Yep. Everything's coming up, Ryan. Oh. That was a great episode eighteen. I was think it? It's, yeah, I, I think feel it like was one a... of our most terrible episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm feeling a little self conscious. Don't you shouldn't be. I think that um, what you did was honest and it was really sweet and it was what I think that both of us want out of the podcast. And I'm really proud of you for sharing. Thank you. And I think people should check out Three Day Rental, um, the oh, Josie yeah. and the Pussycats episode, especially because it is very funny and you're very good at it. Thank you. There might be new episodes or at least recent episodes because they kept it going. That's sweet. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go present tape. Oh, that really bothered me. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Podcast or email us at graceryanpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough. I love you. Love you too. Bye.